Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. If you're a veteran and you're struggling or feel like you are leading a path towards the darkness, stop and think about those who are around you. Think about how they truly value you, how they will miss you. You are not alone. You need to talk to someone. Someone will listen to you. If you feel like you'll be a burden to someone or you don't feel like you should weigh that, put that weight on your inner circle, call the hotline at 988 and take option one. Don't make a permanent solution to a temporary problem. If you're a new listener, thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at the underscore Misfit Nation. It's the underscore Misfit Nation. This will keep you up to date with our latest news, episodes, and of course, our great guests. Our next guest is one of the youngest guests we've had on the Misfit Nation. She lives in California with her parents, her sister, and her furry friends. Besides riding, she enjoys skateboarding, beyblading, free running, falconry, and of course, reading. She has written 20, yes, 20 books and published 12, and that was by the time she was 15. So without further ado, let's welcome author and anti-bullying advocate, Shante Hershenson, to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Shante. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you on and have a young talent like yourself on here. That's an awesome feat to have that many books written. And I think I read in your bio, you wrote most of them, a lot of them during the COVID pandemic. So you stayed busy. Yeah. Who was your inspiration to start writing? I mean, you're very young, so hopefully it's mom, dad, or maybe a teacher or something. I have to say that's a really difficult question for me. I don't know why. (laughs) I have to say, so about that time, Like, I don't really think my inspiration, at least to start writing books, was anything other than, like, being isolated and being at home, which um, you'll find in a lot of my books, particularly the one that I wrote right when the pandemic began, has a lot of, like, themes of isolation. So I think that was in some way kind of inspiring. Um, At the same time, the pandemic was really a really hard time for me just because I was at home. I was bored and I didn't want to get sick. Other than that, like, prior to that, it's always been one of my dreams to, like, write a book. Uh, when I was younger, I remember going in bookstores and seeing like pictures of authors and being like, oh my gosh, these people are so cool. Or um, I would see like just all the books on the shelves and kind of picture like my name there. Of course, I thought that was something I was going to do when I was an adult, not 15. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You fast forwarded a lot quicker than most people do. A lot of people procrastinate a lot and uh, the pandemic made that procrastination worse for a lot of people. You hit the acceleration button and you went went crazy, went straight forward and just rode away. You probably broke a keyboard or two while I'm on the yeah. 
So do you usually just write in your room or you write facing uh, you have something that motivates you when you write? I'd say um, for actual, when it comes to writing, actual motivation comes from different things. I find the best writing sessions I have are when I'm really, really excited about a scene. Like I know it's going to happen or something happens that just surprises me. And I can just get all these words out because it's like, it's almost like entertaining me to like write. Um, I definitely think like in terms of where I write, my room is usually where I write. However, occasionally I'll need to like have a change of scenery. Sometimes I go and I write in like restaurants or like coffee shops and other times um, there's a park like right down the street from my house. So I go right there. Um, but really like my room is like my headquarters. The room headquarters and then the park. That's good. All good places. And uh, one question I had and I, I had, I wrote, said it in the intro. What is Beyblading? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've had that bio for so long. Um, that's like a game of battling spinning tops. It's... um. <laughs> originated in japan it's um like a kid's toy line really obsessed with it from like fourth to sixth grade so i was in probably sixth grade when i wrote that bio and it's like i don't really um that's not really one of my hobbies anymore but oh my god it's too iconic to leave out of the bio you definitely got to keep it there now now it's on it's on the air everywhere probably so you got it's there forever it's it's embedded yeah. in the interweb so you got it for the rest of your life now the other ones i understood easily that one did not so. yeah so what advice would you give to a fellow young writer, a teenager, or, or even those who might be younger wanting to become writers? What advice would you give them to get that foot on the accelerator and, and type away or get their story out? Oh, I have so many pieces of advice. My first thing, and a lot of people, some people like disagree with this, but like write every single day. That's the really one of the only ways to actually improve your writing. Because if just if you spend every day writing, you're going to learn things and you're just going to improve. And it's really good, I think, if you pick a certain amount to write every day. So like one day you're not writing a hundred words, the next day you're writing two thousand. For me, I do a thousand words um, per day, and it just it's what's worked. I've been doing that since about sixth grade, and I'm a freshman now. Um. But some days it's like I'll do 2,000 or maybe if it's over the summer, I'll pick a different, like a higher goal. Like usually my goal over the summer per book is like 4,000 a day, but that's, that is a lot. That can be like hours of writing. So, and then my other thing is like, especially for young people, don't let your age get in the way. And I know it kind of sounds like a little like cliche, but seriously, a lot of people I think are prevented from writing because they're like, well, I don't really think, you know, it's something I have to do when I'm young. Like I can do it when I'm older. And of course you can do it when you're older because you're never really too old to write a book and you're never really too young to write a book. But I'd say if you're a teenager and you have that dream to write a book, like do it. There's no downside to doing it or at least trying. And if you can kind of get rid of the like the block when it comes to your age, then I think you can write a lot better. I mean, like, because sometimes um, I'd be like, should I be writing this? I'm a kid. Usually it's with like violence or more like kind of emotional scenes. But then it makes the book so much stronger if you kind of just get rid of the idea that you're a kid and have to write like certain things. Right. I mean, you, you wrote many different books, different genres, yeah. too. So you're not just staying in, in one niche there. You're going outside that niche and into you have a series, I think, too, on there as well. So yeah, you really expanded upon yourself with just in a short period of time. I mean, you're, the bar is high for you. You set your own bar high for you now. Were, yeah. were the numbers correct that I said in the uh, in the beginning? Twenty written, twelve published. Yeah, I'm working on um, number twenty one. Just one at a time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to publish the other eight? Of course, yeah. Um, those are all in my backlog. I'm currently um, preparing number 13, which is called the Bane of Angel Fall Academy. It's kind of, it's a little different from anything else I've done, so I'm a little scared. Um, so I just like emailed the cover designer and I'm starting to set up like art reading and stuff. And I'm currently writing a new, it's weird because I'm currently writing a book and I'm currently editing a book always. So yeah. 
So you stay busy all the time. Yeah. So in school, uh, when I'm sure when you take uh, English classes or whatever in school, do you just laugh and say, yeah, I can do this. This is easy. That book's, my book's better than this one. Do you compare, <laughs> compare to other books? So you're in, you're in there comparing, and do you ever tell the teacher, no, I don't like this one. You should read this book for the class. And have I've, you ever never, like, I've never suggested it, but I've, I've thought that before. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's hard to hold back. I know when my daughter wrote her book. She wrote her book coming out of high school, and then she went to college to become a creative writer. And the dean of students went in there and said, I know many of you think you're going to become writers. And she just raised her hand and said, I already have. <laughs> and, oh, there's one of you in here. And then that's how her four years of college went. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So now she's a personal trainer. So she went to a totally different way. But she's she had a, a dream in high school. She did it. She followed it. Now she has a new dream. And I support her 100 percent of the way. And I'm sure your parents support you and they're your biggest cheerleaders now. Yeah. They're behind you and you have furry friends, too. I guess dogs, hopefully. I have um, cats. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're almost becoming friends there. <laughs> How do you, uh, on the subject of school, I mean, you write down your, your time and then you have your schoolwork. I'm, I'm sure as an eighth grader, you have a lot of work to do. Uh, uh, not a high school, I'm sorry, freshman high school. Now. Yeah. You have a yeah, lot I of have... work to do and, and write too and keep your, your balance there. How do you do it? I got really lucky last semester because <laughs> like two of the classes I had didn't give homework and then the teachers I had didn't give very much homework. So it was just fairly easy. Otherwise, it's like I write during, I also was writing during homeroom and then after school and I'll still be able to do that next semester. So really, it's like I find time during the school day to actually just write and then I write a little at home and then I do my schoolwork. Um, it can be a little difficult sometimes, but I've always like been able to do it. That's good. I mean, there's a lot of adults that cannot balance two different uh, lives, at, lives at one time. You're doing it well at your age and you should probably write a book on balancing your time properly for others. Yeah. Have you thought about doing something like that? A how I've to about, yeah, I've thought about doing like a how-to book. I was thinking like maybe like book marketing because I can like sort of speak on that, particularly with TikTok. And I also thought about actually like a how to write quicker book. Okay. Yeah. Now, seen on your bio that you you're only you only claim to have thirty thousand followers on TikTok. But I looked there today, you had fifty thousand. So oh, I have to update my bio. Your, your bio needs a little little scrubbing up there, but yeah. it's good that I, I had time to research today and, and find these things. So I mean, your your TikTok's expanded. Your Instagram's very uh, very neat and going well. And I also read in there you're the anti-bullying advocate too. That's huge, yeah. especially this day and age uh, of the internet. The internet that makes bullying so much easier for the bully, harder for the bullied. Because there's no, you can't turn it off. You can't just leave school and say, oh, it's over. They're not going to bother me. It's always there. How did you get into anti-bullying? And what's your biggest message to your peers? So I got into like anti-bullying um, in around the sixth grade. And I was bullied really badly. And my school didn't do anything. And then like things kind of kept happening. And like this kid kind of like, she kind of backed off at the same time she didn't. It was this whole really horrible thing. And all they told me was, it's just middle school. It happens all the time. The things that happened really weren't just middle school. So there's that. Um, but that kind of sparked something inside me because I'm like, well, if that's just middle school, then that needs to change because, like, that shouldn't be our reality. So I ended up beginning by writing poems about um, bullying and sharing them at open mic nights. And then that progressed to writing two books about bullying. One of them is a novel told in poetry about what happened to me. And the other is, like, a companion novel. Not a novel, a poetry book. Um and, like, from there, I just started speaking about it and spreading the word that, like, hey, schools have really serious bullying problems, and they're, like, just accepting it, and that's not okay. So have you talked to school uh, leaders about this issue, or 
had they not really listened to you at that at this point? So it took about two years of since like the really really big incident of advocating for an anti-bullying program for them to actually get something and of course once they got an anti-bullying program i was not able to be on the committee for some reason i'm not sure why (laughs) and i eventually because that was my middle school i left um and switched schools so i don't really have any connection to that school anymore but i'm hoping they're doing okay it's like my current school doesn't really have nearly as big of a problem so it's like for now, like they're okay. I mean, it would be kind of cool to like start like an anti-bullying club or something. But yeah, sometimes uh, like you're able to feel the waters out now in your new school and see if there is a major issue, if there is an issue at all, and if there is, maybe you can maybe start a club or or just start a club that includes everybody instead of having the outsiders looking in or people stacking up against other kids. And that's probably the best way to start it without actually branding it as anti-bullying. It's just Welcoming, welcoming club or something that'll probably open the eyes a little better. Yeah, I'm not sure how it works in California, but here I'm sure those clubs work here in Tennessee as well. And uh, my wife's a middle school teacher, so she sees a lot of the stuff that you're you're explaining right now every day. It's it's not it's not fun for kids in sixth through eighth grade or beyond now. Yeah, I mean at least you have an out now. You can sit in class and build characters off people you see in class. Have you done that? May based any of your characters off of your friends or classmates or even teachers? Yeah, occasionally. Occasionally. <laughs> loosely. Loosely connected, right? Not direct links to them, so. Yeah, it's like, I've never really used, sometimes I'll like kind of like derive people's names when I'm like writing and I'll have like someone's last name is like a variant of someone I know. It's like first name. It's like kind of like, like kind of creative same time it's kind of scary because i'm like you know maybe i shouldn't do that if they read it they might know <laughs> or if they read it if they're reading your book that's a good thing and if they read it and say oh that's that's actually uh, flattering that you wrote me you wrote me into your book hopefully i wrote you in the right light but that's good yeah definitely like that what are some recommendations you have for other teens that are going through bullying and maybe afraid to say anything Definitely. It's like, I mean, say something, which is kind of silly. It's like, in the end, saying something will always be better than keeping it to yourself. In my case, I kept it to myself for about two months in which it got it escalated severely and got really, really, really bad before I told something. So don't. And what I did and like, don't do this is I waited because I was like, well, you know, I mean, she's just saying things. She's not actually doing anything. And then when she had actually do something like physical, then it's like, oh, well, then I came forward. But don't do that. Don't let it escalate. If you feel uncomfortable, if someone is hurting you and saying things that are hurting you, speak up about it. Tell someone. Of course, it's like it can be risky. So it's like we don't tell. If you have people that are friends with that person, but we don't tell them. Rather speak to an adult that you can trust, like an older sibling or someone who would be able to give you good advice. Because the, the worry is always, like, if someone's bullying you and then you tell someone else and then it gets back to them. So instead, I recommend actually finding an adult that you can trust and someone you look up to who can help you. You know, it could be, like, a parent, an older sibling or, like, a relative or even, you know, like, a teacher or a coach or someone. Just, like, tell someone. Because if you don't tell someone, then it's, it's more of a burden for you and also could get worse. Um, and another thing you can do is if it's getting to the point where you're late, you can't like handle it yourself, go to the school administration and talk to them, explain them what's going on, show them evidence if it's online or if you have like some sort of proof. And if they tell you it's just school or like don't do anything about it, then get your adult. 
and like make them do something. Um, another thing, of course, is like distance yourself from the situation, which in some ways can solve the problem. If you like, if there's someone that's hurting you, if you just like kind of stay away from them. The only problem is like sometimes it can be a person in your friend group and you don't want to lose friends. So find other people that in the meantime, you can kind of be friends with and figure out if there's like other friends who are dealing with the same problem. And of course, like always talking to someone who can give you like really good advice is always helpful. And like, you know, going to the school about it if it gets to that point, which it might. And in, in your case, holding it for two months or any amount of time usually makes it build, like you said, hurts in here. Yeah. It builds up on your chest and builds up inside you until either one, you're going to explode on that person or do something rash to that person or to yourself. You might do something to harm yourself to maybe get away from the situation. That way you don't have to go back to school. And that's how the bully wins in that situation. Either you hurt yourself or you do something to them and get yourself in trouble where they get nothing done to them. Yeah. So I'm glad you uh, stood up after. I mean, it took you two months to of taking it before you said it got physical, which is, which is the, the dead end of the whole thing there. So yeah. It took those two months for you to finally get look for help, and hopefully, uh, I, I, I know the answer you got was not the right answer at the end. There, it's just yeah. like cool, but uh, hopefully, yeah. they, like you said, hopefully they have turned a turned a page and maybe got better there after you left. Yeah, and like adding on, sometimes it can be actually helpful to like actually confront the person and say, "Hey, you're hurting me." Um, in a few cases, not really my case, but in some cases, it can be the person doesn't actually know that they're hurting you. And doesn't know that what they're saying. I mean, however, if you're, like, look physically bothered or if the comments are, like, really, really, really severe, like, in my case, then it's, like, yeah, you don't maybe don't want to confront them. But if someone's, like, maybe saying jokes that are, like, hurting you and you don't – and they don't maybe know, then you can talk to them about it. And if it gets worse, then carry out with the other steps. Because sometimes, it's like, talking to the person can make it better, but also a lot of the time it can make it worse. Definitely. And it, I, I guess if you confront them earlier – Earlier in the situation, it might make it better or yeah. wait too long when they've already built their bully stance on you uh, and they have their circle of friends that are cheering them on probably by now or saying, hey, watch what she's going to do to her today or he's going to do to him today. Yeah. It'll get extremely worse for both parties at that time and especially yeah. the lead person. Yeah. So you're, you're spot on again ahead of your time with thinking on that. I mean. Everything you're doing is ahead of where you should be at your age. And so I applaud you for that. And I applaud Thanks. you for standing up, even though you, you took a little time to stand up for yourself. But now you're not just standing up for yourself. You wrote the book through poetry, which is outstanding on bullying. So others can maybe learn from what happened to you and maybe they can stand up and fight for themselves. So I applaud you for that. Thank you. And on the book on poetry, how hard was it to write the book via poetry versus just writing a novel? So I wrote it between the summer of 7th and 8th grade, and at that point, I had written a few novels, but I was kind of, like, I had tried to write my story in, like, full text. I had, I think, was it two or three different versions, like, just first chapters with, like, kind of different styles, and none of them worked. I couldn't get past, like, the first chapter. It was just something that I just couldn't do, because there one, – one of the biggest problems was, like, I don't want to name anyone, because this person – is physically violent and they would threaten people um it's i don't really know how much i'm allowed to say on it because i don't want to like kind of you know uh make it mature but they would threaten harm on them they would threaten to harm themselves or others um if someone started talking about what they were doing so i was like i don't want them to like 
hurt me and I didn't want to use any names and I didn't really want to use nicknames because that kind of felt weird because I didn't want to like kind of make these new characters because if I was like I could just change the name but it just didn't feel right at all so what I ended up doing was I ended up writing in poetry all one because it's easier to like not include anyone's names if I can do it in this more kind of vague verse format and also poetry was really what helped me through the time and poetry is like a very big theme in the book so it's almost like kind of cool that it's like well the book's about poetry in some ways and it's also told in poetry and in the end that was just what worked that was just the easiest thing it's like I don't think I would have been able to write the book if not in poetry well that's outstanding you you were able to think that far ahead of not naming the people not giving them nicknames because also giving them nicknames kind of makes them into a character so it yeah. kind of it builds them up instead of you know telling them that what they're doing is wrong and that might make their head get bigger and bully more people besides yeah. also if you named them hurting other people so I think you did great by going in the opposite direction and going uh, through, through verses of poetry to get the story out there. And that's a great way to do that. Yeah, because it's like I didn't want and like, you know, some of my classmates have read that book and they didn't know who it was about. And it's like if I just had like everyone's names in it, it would almost be like kind of uncomfortable because it's like, well, you know, I don't want to like if that if how do I explain it? Like, then everyone's going to know. And I mean, in the end, a lot of my classmates knew what happened, also because that person had a habit of hurting other people besides me. But I didn't want to, like, kind of – because that would just be so awkward. And it's, like, it's with names, it's so weird. Like, it just doesn't work. Right. And yeah. like you said, your classmates, if they, if they were also getting bullied by the same person, I'm sure some of them were, since uh, I'm sure you weren't the sole target of this uh, bully per- – this bully – it would have got a lot worse for all of you at that point and and further on and if they hunted you down especially through social media they would have hounded you through there as well and hounded all of you so i think what you did yeah. the best way to approach that subject so have you like um been able to go in front of other like even give speeches in front of kids and say hey this is what happened to me if you see these signs this is what you should do I wanted to. I've never actually got around to it. I've thought about doing school visits actually mainly for, um, like, my books and, like, talking about writing. However, so I went to um, a school in a different district, but I know the middle schools in my district, a lot of them have, like, serious problems with bullying. Um, and it's, like, I've thought about it. <laughs> um, but, like, I've never just got around to it. I've emailed um principal of one of the middle schools in my district about doing, like, just some speaking so I could hopefully try to, like, slip into anti-bullying there. Mainly it's, like, writing would be the easiest thing to speak about because it's, like, kids are not very receptive to those anti-bullying presentations, unfortunately. Um, But almost if I like, talk about something else then kind of just kind of slowly get into that topic, they might be more, like, keen to listen. Right. Yeah, I think that that would work out great, especially if you start outside your district, that's that's even better, too. But you're helping a whole other district of kids uh, learn the signs and symptoms and how to deal with it a better way. And that would help out the next group of kids coming up and they'll tell their younger siblings if they have them to look out for these signs. And that way you don't have to keep going back to the same school all the time. But that'll yeah. help. I don't think my old middle school would have me back. <laughs> they did not. Because I was the one who ended up, I was almost like, I feel like the poster child for anti bullying at that school. Like, I had people coming to me and telling me, like, what had happened to them. And I was the one who would always go meet with the principal and say, hey, this is not okay. I'm hearing this. And she'd be like, I don't want to hear it. And, I mean, she, it wasn't that. She just didn't. <laughs> like, I feel like the administration in my old school was not very receptive about it. And it took, like, two years of me, like, basically like, begging them. It's like, we need a program. This is not just something that's happening just to me. And it just didn't, like. 
but other schools maybe would be more receptive. <laughs> they might open their doors and say, come on in. We, we, we heard what you did there. We, we yeah. read your, your material. We, we like what you have. And maybe your voice will be the voice of reason as it comes in yeah. here and that'll help out more. And that's a great thing. So Shanti, as a, we start to run, wind down here, what are three bits of advice you would give a young author that's thinking about getting, writing their first book, not, not 19 at once, but <laughs> one book, write one book. What, what are some bits of advice you would give them to get going and get out of their own way? So as I stated earlier, come up with a goal for like how much you want to write and stick to it every single day. Adjusting that goal is, of course, helpful. Like sometimes I'll set too high of a goal and I'll be like, you know, I'm too busy. I can't do this. And I'll like lower it just a little. Um, just personally, a thousand words is what works for, works for me, but that doesn't work for everyone. So if maybe 500 works for you, maybe even more, maybe like 2000, just figure out how much time you have and what works. Um, another thing, and this is super important, at least to me, is like utilize writing sprints. I'll find that when I have a timer going for like a select amount of time, I almost write more. Often that amount of time is like 10 minutes is really great. And I put on some music. I like making playlists for like what fits like the vibe of the book. So I don't have to change like the song very much. And then I just write. And I also what helps is if you like kind of count how much you're writing and then using that information to see, you know, could I do more? Um, generally for me, I have like 500 words in 10 minutes. So I do two writing sprints and then like done for the day. And then um, my third thing is like, figure out what kind of style works for you by style I mean like do you outline your books first or do you just like jump into it for me I'm kind of in between I like somehow I <laughs> somehow it's like sometimes um just like start writing and just write the whole book with like barely any notes other times what I do is I have to like carefully plot each little thing or I'll have like a list of like scene ideas but I'll really also let like my imagination kind of come in and I'll like you know sometimes I'll just add stuff to the story so really figure out what works for you if you're really organized or like not at all. I'm in the middle. I like just write as I go, but then I also add like notes of things I want to happen. Awesome. That's a great advice for the young writer. And we've already, we've been through a lot of the bullying steps, but if you want to highlight the best thing to do for bullying for someone being bullied, what would that be? Yeah. So like kind of quickly um, find someone you can talk to and talk to them about it. Distance yourself from the situation if possible and like speak up if you see also if you see something happening schools some schools don't like this but if you see someone being bullied tell the school and like i mean if like you see someone get beat up like speak up about it if someone is calling someone else horrible things speak up about it and schools i mean i i would see that happening and i would have people come to me and be like hey this happened and with their permission i would go and like talk to the school and of course it would be like well if it's not them coming forward but just speaking about it and like getting them aware that there's a problem can help even if they don't do anything and like don't be silent um a lot of the times schools will try to make you be silent for me they were like you're not allowed to tell anyone what happened to you and i'm like well i don't like that and i didn't i just ignored <laughs> what they said and it didn't i never really got in trouble i mean of course if you're gonna get in trouble like you know that's something I figure good. out what you're comfortable with because yeah. like I personally don't like getting in trouble um but like don't let someone who like isn't handling the problem well tell you to be quiet definitely great advice Shanti. and how does someone get in contact with you or just uh, to have you on their show or maybe talk to you or maybe even buy your books 
So you can find most of my links on my website, which is shantihershenson.com. That's S-H-A-N-T-I-H-E-R-S-H-E-N-S-O-N.com. It should have all of my links. I'm a little behind on podcast interviews right now, so you might just want to look up my name on, like, the podcasts app or whatever, like, your favorite platform is. Um, I have to – the website's going to go through a remodel soon, so I've kind of been a little, like – still when it comes to actually updating it um you should be able to find links to all my books as well it's like information on my upcoming releases another great place to find me would be instagram my instagram is just at shanti hershenson um if you really really want to keep like updated i'd suggest looking me up on tiktok it's at shanti who writes that's where i post information about all of my books and just even writing tips a lot of the time and just things about my story so that's a really great place um if you send me a message on any of those um platforms i'll hopefully respond um (laughs) And if you have any questions, I'd first off suggest looking at my TikTok and seeing if I've already answered it. Um, but if it's like something more personal, like just reach out to me. Or if you if you can't find the answer to the question, like seriously, I'm here to help. Um, and yeah, I have Twitter too, but I don't really use it very much. So, <laughs> well, awesome, Shanti. Thanks for sharing all that with us. And of course, keep doing everything you're doing. You're doing great things. And I'm, like I said earlier, your ceiling is high right now. Keep pushing towards it. Keep pushing that ceiling where you and do great things. Thank you. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling because we are... Misfit Nation.